Hey, y'all, we wanted to share with you some of the fun we've been having over on Patreon. For this Best of December, we're bringing you short clips from some of the bonus content from last month to give you an idea of everything you get when you sign up to support the show. First, we have a clip from our December mini-so discussing updates in the Murdoch case out of South Carolina. In addition to financial crimes, Alec has been charged with the murders of his wife and son. We discuss updates in the case over the last few months. Our January mini-sode will also cover the trial as it is unfolding, so stay tuned. After that, we have a clip from Judge Christie, where our favorite judge rules on a string of weird lawsuits in the news. The case you'll hear today made international headlines, and we discussed the ins and outs of this one and several other food-related lawsuits. If you saw the headlines about the woman suing macaroni and cheese, Mm. you have the answer because Judge Christie ruled on it. (laughs) That's followed by a clip from our Am I the Asshole segment. This listener wondered if stealing the office pet and lying to her boss about its fate made her an asshole. And we also developed, I think, two adorable children's characters. So That's true. Yeah, we do have another children's <laughs> book to write now. <laughs> and the lastly, you're going to hear a segment. Uh, it's listener submitted petty grievances for the Honorable Judge Christie to rule on. This one uh, required two witnesses. So we brought in... <gasps> Tommy and Paris, and it's a fun look into how the minds of us and our spouses work. And it also is probably one of the, it's up there with one of the hot takes, petty grievances that we've discussed that we've gotten. I mean, we had people making diagrams arguing their case. I just want to go on record saying (laughs) not everyone agrees with me, and that's okay. And in this situation, I think Paris and I are on our own little island. It's us <laughs> against the world. That's it. It's just y'all. <laughs> but just y'all. I will say, I believe that the language that is used in the Am I the Asshole or the grievance that we discuss is different from the, uh, the language a lot of people are using. So front, back, but outside, inside, it kind of depends. And depending on the language, I agree mm. with you and Tommy. That's you know what that is the mark of an excellent jurist who recognizes nuance Thank in the you. facts. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, join us on Patreon today to get ad-free regular episodes, hundreds of hours of audio and video bonus content, on-demand archives of the video live streams, and so much more. You will also get to be a part of all the fun we'll have throughout the rest of the year. An annual subscription to our Patreon gets you immediate access to the bonus content plus a free month of membership and uh month by month analysis of the 1983 chippendale so definitely <laughs> keep yeah. that in mind uh to join our patreon and check out all these perks check out the videos check out mr july head to the link in the episode <laughs> description or go to sinisterhead.com click patreon on the top banner to sign up today on wednesday july 13th 2022 Alec was officially disbarred by the South Carolina Supreme Court. The next day, he was indicted for the murders of his wife, Maggie, and their son, Paul, 13 months after the shocking crime. According to NBC News, the indictment was backed by cell phone video that put Alec at the scene at the time of the murders and contradicted his previous statements to police. His lawyers remained steadfast in his innocence, releasing a statement at the time that read in part, It was very clear from day one that law enforcement and the attorney general prematurely concluded that Alec was responsible for the murder of his wife and son. But we know that Alec did not have any motive whatsoever to murder them. Alec pled not guilty six days later before a judge. This was a bombshell. This was huge at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
there's a lot of shocking things here. One, they actually arrested him. Two, that his lawyers have the audacity to come out and say he doesn't have any motive whatsoever. He had a lot of motive, in fact. But also to say from day one, the police were out to get him. No, they weren't. In fact, they were very much criticized because they weren't making an arrest. And everyone was like, uh, hello, clearly Alec did this. And they were turning a blind eye to the whole thing. And being quite friendly to him, in mm-hmm. fact, and um, deferential to his lawyers, deferential to him. I, again, you can't really trust anything that comes out of their ha- mouths because every time they say something, it's extremely embellished. And then later on, we find out the truth is one fraction of what they said mm-hmm. it was. So they like, the police have waged a years-long campaign of, against my client. You're like, no, they've just done an investigation. Unless they come out and say, yeah, from the jump, we thought it was him. But because of who he is, we had to make 100% sure before, you know, filing charges, which there's something to be said for that. I am curious, though, the cell phone video that put him at the scene, was that, whose cell phone was that from? The cell phone video, it got kind of leaked. It wasn't really supposed to be leaked, but it showed, this is, we haven't seen it, but information about the video leaked, and it showed Maggie, Paul, and Alec having a, quote, convivial conversation about the behavior of their dog, Bubba. So they were all having a conversation on this cell phone video, and it's about the dogs at the hunting lodge with the dogs. Then right before all of the, they were murdered? The time of day seems to put him within, I mean, it would have been within like moments of when they were killed. The allegation, the state prosecutor is alleging that within minutes of this conversation that they're all kind of standing around talking about the dog, he murders Paul and Maggie. God. Oh, I really hope that he just fucking says, here's what happened and yeah. just opens it up because his family deserves to know the truth. The The victim's families deserve to know the truth. And just for my own curiosity, I'd like to know what how it all went down, because it's so hard for me to wrap my head around a parent shooting their kid in cold blood. I just can't imagine that when it was so, I mean, pretty much out of left field, you know, I mean, he wasn't abusive to them. We haven't read anything like that. So I'm sure that they were just as shocked as anybody. They didn't think he was capable of something like that. Yeah. And that's definitely why, like you said earlier, when Maggie's like, I don't really want to see him, but like, what's he going to do? It's Alec. Like, There's not any history of that. And I believe the video, the context of the video is that one of their, one of Paul's friends was housing the friend's dog on Moselle on the property. And Paul was like, oh, I'll take a video of the person's dog and be like, it would be like if I had Kate at my house and I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, Christy, Kate's doing great. Let me send you a video of her. And so Paul is filming Kate while simultaneously having a conversation and Alec and Maggie are in the audio in the background so they're all to you just know that they're all together yeah and he had said oh well i didn't come until later paul you know paul and maggie were at the house all by themselves and i was with my dad and then i showed up well the video timestamp i'm like you said before you you can't make that up well i mean some people can but they can't you know they're not that smart and so the fact that it just places them literally at the exact scene all three players are there that's kind of that's the damning part of this but also for his lawyers to say, oh, from the beginning, Sled was a bunch of assholes and they were trying to nail him. There's allegations that Sled officers, although the, there was a search warrant for all of the digital evidence in the case, 
It was under seal. So every single uh, probable cause, anything is under seal. It's not public information. Then the items that you would get under that search warrant would also remain under seal. So no one should see them except for whoever is authorized on this very limited circle investigation team. The allegation is that sled officers played the video for Murdoch family members. Oh, why? Why would you do that? I don't know. But the state that that's what it says. It says sled agents under the direction of state prosecutors played the video found on Paul Murdoch's cell phone to Murdoch family members on August 17th, 2022. I don't know if you maybe have brother and sister-in-law or I'm trying to think of what family members. God, I hope it wouldn't be Buster. But if you have some extended family and you're like, he did this. You need to put a little pressure on him. You know, he's lying to y'all about the timeline. Check yeah. this video out. But that's so inappropriate. You're not supposed to do that. And in my opinion, I'm like, are you trying to tip the family off? Like, hey, we have this footage, FYI. But yeah, that's wild. It's weird. Or if you're trying to say, he didn't do this. Look, they're all having a fine conversation. Tempers aren't raised. Everything's normal. Because that's almost eerier to think that yes. they're all just having... Uh, you know, just regular conversation about nothing. And then within 10 minutes, he's blown them away. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get from that to that so quickly? Yeah, that's and blowing them away so quickly from such a close range that there is blood spatter on his shirt. Yeah. That's and it's hard dem- to like, it's hard to argue with that kind of stuff. Because if he had arrived, like he said, and they were already dead, and he does say on the 911 call, that I went up to the scene, it's it's terrible, it's way worse than I thought. And they say, well, he has blood on his clothes because he was leaning over to help them. Blood spatter and transfer from blood from you leaning over someone that's bleeding are two entirely different stains. And that's a huge argument right now in the motions in limine, the preliminary motions before the trial. Yeah. The hits kept coming for Alec as he was indicted on even more financial crimes the next month, related to even more funds he stole from the now-defunct Pimped Law Firm. Allegedly, the firm sent reimbursement funds intended for his brother to Alec instead, and Alec kept the sum of over $121,000. This, I saw this and was like, of course. Of course he did. Did the brother know that they accidentally got sent to Alec? Nope. Where did it's he a, think the funds were? Stuck like at the firm, which imagine being so rich that you're owed $121,000 <sighs> that you're like, I don't know, whatever. It'll yeah. come someday. Bitch, I'll know if you owe me $20. Uh-huh. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> to know that you're keeping that from your own brother. I mean, he he yeah. was yeah. able to just, I mean, compartmentalize so much shit to be able to just function on a daily basis and look these people in the eyes, knowing all of the shit you're doing to them is unfathomable. And that's wild to me that this just now came out because I, I believe they're doing. <laughs> all right, Your Honor. The, these have been kind of frivolous. I'm, I apologize. No, but this last one needed. is extremely serious. Okay. This is a case of a widespread. Uh-oh conspiracy to trick all of us Uh oh this case comes out of florida of course and <laughs> the plaintiff amanda ramirez is suing Kraft Heinz. oh god this is extremely serious she is alleging that velveta shells and cheese easy mac like that comes in the cup uh-huh is misleading 
because the package says ready in three and a half minutes. However, it takes a longer, much longer to make it than three and a half minutes. And she is suing for millions of dollars. The the microwave one or the blue box? It is the, I'll show you the exact box. I have the actual petition pulled up here and they have, they bring receipts. You oh, got no. to. Why has this wrecked her life so severely that she is now seeking millions of dollars in compensation? So I'm showing you the Velveeta shells. Okay, and so box. they so are the little plastic microwavable bowls uh-huh. where you add water and the cheese sauce, the powder probably, and microwave it and stir it up. Correct. Yes, you add water. Okay, so I'm going to zoom in on the relevant issue here. The relevant issue is this circle in the bottom corner that says ready in three and a half minutes. It does say that. So the argument is that consumers will see that it says ready in three and a half minutes and will believe that three and a half minutes represents the total amount of time it takes to prepare the product, meaning from the moment the package is open to the moment it is ready to put in your mouth. However, there are several steps. First, you have to remove the lid and the cheese sauce pouch. Yeah. This is written in a legitimate petition filed in federal court. <laughs> Second, you must add water to the fill line in the cup and stir. Yep, we've all Third, done it. You must microwave uncovered on high for three and a half minutes. Do not drain. Also, put a paper towel underneath it because all that water is going to come up over the top and get the glass thing in your microwave all fucking gross. And gooey and Yeah, shit. it's like a weird water. It's But the, it's to mix with the cheese. And the, I eat a lot of Annie's gluten-free little mm-hmm. cups. So, so I you're relate. a professional with this. Oh, my gosh. How but long Annie's- does it take you to make one? Well, Annie's doesn't make any promises. And Annie's cooks in two Smart. minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, uh, I think it's because it's a smaller amount, but I do have Veggie Craft Farms, which is the noodles are made out of sweet potatoes or oh. like cauliflower, depending on what you buy. And the Veggie Craft Farms, I noticed it says microwaves in three and a half minutes on the package, not ready in not three ready and a half in. minutes. They're like, hey, dumb fuck, we assume you're all going to know that like you can't just shove this thing in the microwave and that's it. We don't li- This isn't the Jetsons. There's a little <laughs> bit of prep. Very, very little. Like, this is the bare minimum you could be serving your family. But it might take you five minutes. You're like, it took two more minutes than I wanted. (laughs) Well, and then you have to stir in the cheese sauce pack. And then it it says, defendant then notes that cheese sauce will thicken upon standing. That is true. Yeah. You got to let it sit for a second. You got to let it sit. Well, Amanda Ramirez's attorney argues that the directions outlined above show that three and a half minutes is only the length of time to complete one of several steps. They say that the plaintiff, this is how she was damaged. The plaintiff and other consumers paid more because they were led to believe that this product would have been faster than other microwavable mac and cheese. And they also say that this costs more higher priced than other similarly priced mac and cheese cups so she feels like it's false advertising and she's been burned because she had to spend a couple extra minutes fixing this this microwavable delicacy Yes, it is a class action lawsuit for similarly situated individuals. So if you live in Alabama, Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Utah, New Mexico, Alaska, Iowa, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you were wrong. How is Texas not on this motherfucking list? (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. No, I think it's because of the way that probably Deceptive Trade Practice Act laws are written in those states. They may be like looser. But she is alleging six counts 
Florida dis- uh, violation of a Florida Deceptive Trade Practices Act, consumer fraud violation, false and misleading advertising, breach of express warranty. My <laughs> I mean, God, the time and money this will take for her to do. Negligent misrepresentation, fraud, and unjust enrichment. <laughs> how long did it say, did she say in there, those documents, how long it takes her? Uh, Is she says, like, this took me fucking days to figure out how to cook and my family starved to death. That might make child. sense. Like, how, why is this worthy of costing taxpayers fucking money and everybody's court, time? Well, the argument is that they should not be allowed to lie to consumers. Will Wright is one of her attorneys. He spoke to NPR. This is a great question. He says it's important to hold corporations accountable and that no matter if it's a simple cup of mac and cheese, deceptive advertising is deceptive advertising. He said there's a lot of people that may feel that this is just a little fibbing and not really a case, and I get that, but we are striving for something better. We want corporate America to be straightforward and truthful in advertising their products. He goes on to say, my firm also represents clients in what most would say are more compelling cases like arsenic and baby food, but we don't feel corporations should get a pass for any deceptive advertising. The consumers deserve better. I would love to have been there when Angela walked into this law office and was like, have I got a case for you? (laughs) We're going to blow this mac and cheese wide open. (laughs) Jesus. So six counts. How many tubs come in a box? It Six. says they sell eight 2.39 ounce cups for ten ninety nine. Okay. So after six, she was like, that's it. <laughs> Google law office nearby. And How those last two. Sue. But maybe, maybe, has anyone thought maybe she fucked it up? Maybe she's not doing it right. <laughs> Have we done like a hundred people tried to make these things and we average how long it takes them? We need a race. People, <laughs> on your mark, get set, go. I bet like I could make it, it in three and a half minutes if I needed to. But you can't because the microwave, you have to microwave it for three and a half minutes. Oh, okay. So, so the argument is no matter what, because the microwaving step alone takes three and a half minutes, even if everything else only took two seconds, that's actually three minutes and 36 seconds or whatever. Well, I mean, it. if we want to argue semantics, yes, she has a point. Gotcha. If we want to argue common sense she's at the bottom of the barrel well may i uh provide you some information on her attorney please so another will Wright, her, this, uh, will Wright is one of the attorneys another of the attorney's name is spencer sheehan okay and here are some of the other lawsuits they Sounds have fake <laughs> he's like guess what you'll never sue me for fraud because <laughs> you don't even know my real name <laughs> so spencer sheehan has also sued frito lay mm. They sued because the hint of lime Tostitos did not have a sufficient amount of real lime in it. God damn. This is what's wrong with America. (laughs) This is why people fucking hate us. Because instead of trying to, like, let Norma feed unhoused people, we're all bitching that it took us one extra minute to make our microwave mac and cheese. Or that my chips aren't limey enough. These are supposed to be with a hint of lime. First of all, subjective. Maybe one person's <laughs> amount of lime is too much. The other person, it's not enough. Some people just right. It's the Goldilocks defense. <laughs> well, that's my question is, what is hint? They're like, there's not enough lime in this. I'm like, if it's, it's a hint, if you, give, if you give more than a hint, that's an answer of lime. That's, and I don't want a whole chip. Here's a lime chip. Then you have to say lime toast. Lime toast. 
inspired by a prior Am I the Asshole. Okay. This one is from Savannah, and she writes in, I worked at a nonprofit in the beginning of the COVID pandemic. The office had a pet turtle that was popular with kids that came in. However, during COVID, no one was coming in, including many of the employees. I asked several times if the turtle was being taken care of and was told yes. Two and a half months into the oh, pandemic, no. my coworker and I got tasked with taking care of this turtle. It was evident that no one had cleaned his tank the whole time oh, and the turtle bloody. was not being fed enough. Mm. I fell in love with this turtle over the next few months. Eventually, I submitted my notice, but I was so worried about if this turtle would be taken care of Bro, after you I keep left. That turtle. It's yours. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that turtle. The final straw was when our boss took over cleaning the tank and he put the filter in wrong, causing it to start smoking and nearly catch <gasps> on fire. When oh, we requested God. new filters to replace the burned ones, we were told it wasn't in the budget. We told them it was necessary for the turtle's well-being, and they said, we'll revisit it next week. Well, my coworker and I decided to sneak the turtle out and take it to the Humane Society. We were successful. Here's where the asshole part comes in. We told my boss it died. <laughs> because of the filter? <laughs> I think she needed a lesson on pet care, and she was the one unwilling to accommodate the turtle's $20 a month budget, and also wouldn't let us give it away to a better home. Eventually, my other coworker told her the truth and that the turtle was fine. Everyone was honestly relieved that they didn't have to take care of the turtle anymore. So, am I the asshole for stealing my company's turtle and telling my boss it died? Love you, no. ladies. No. I, I, I'm a little disappointed your other coworker told her it didn't die. <laughs> you should have been like, no, it burned because of you. <laughs> he died of smoke inhalation. <laughs> Karen, because you wouldn't buy him a $20 filter. If you're going to, this is for any pet owner, business, personal, whatever. When you decide to have a pet, you got to know that certain expenses and responsibilities come along with that. And if you decide you no longer are capable of providing that, then you find a better home for the pet. Otherwise, you're a huge asshole. Yeah, the asshole is the colleagues who were just like, yeah, 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 it's fine. We throw some lettuce in there, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. Like, not oh, understanding. Turtles are so sweet, too. And they need, like, a whole... My roommate in college had three turtles, and it was a whole deal when she would go out of town, be like, here's how you feed them, here's mm -hmm. how you do this. And it's... I mean, they're... It's an ecosystem. You can't just yeah, be like, yeah. eh, fuck it. Just unplug it, whatever. And also, imagine... The turtle is used to seeing people every day, and now for two months, it's just by itself? I honestly, this was a happier ending than I was expecting. I thought that she was going to go in after two months and the turtle had died. But I do not think you're an asshole. I think that you did what I would have done, for sure. I would have probably taken the turtle and tried to care for it at my house if I couldn't do that. Absolutely. The Humane Society is a wonderful organization. And somebody that, like, is a turtle person will get that turtle and that turtle will start living his best life. Oh, yeah. We need a turtle enthusiast who's going to be mm -hmm. like, this is the big tank he needs. Here's the rocks, the whatever, the type of food, the special whatever they water. Eat. I don't know what they eat. Vegetables, I guess. Probably bugs. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I've always thought a turtle would be a, a nice pet to have. Uh, you are not the asshole. 
I would like a follow-up of your boss's reaction when y'all told her that it really was alive. Because if I was the boss, I may have been pissed about that. Oh, that you so were I'm lying curious if she, if she, how she reacted. <laughs> She's like, but you did everybody a favor. If everybody didn't want to take care of it anyways, then it's one of those things where you're like, well, I feel obligated to keep it because I made the decision to get it. And people feel guilty about like, uh, surrendering their pets, I will say, I think there's a lot of like honor in doing that because to be able to say, I no longer can care for this animal. So I'm letting it have a better life somewhere else. That's really hard to do. And so I always admire when people are like, I know that uh, I could keep this, but it's not really having the best life. So is there anyone else that can give it a better life? A friend of mine had a huge pit bull, like almost 100 pounds. He was huge. And they worked long hours, had to crate him. And he would like Mm -hmm. self-harm because he was trying to get out of the crate. And it took maybe a week or two weeks. And they called back the adoption place and said, I'm not going to take him to the pound. Absolutely not. Do you have somebody who has a lot of land, maybe like a farm? And one of their rescue, like the foster families was like, oh, my gosh, we just adopted out the dog we have. We have a space. And then the photos, the follow up photos, that dog was so happy. Uh, Thriving. Yeah. Running free. And it's emotionally you're like, oh, but I love him. I don't want to get rid of him. And it's like you're not getting rid of him. You're like graduating him to like it's a selfless act to be able to be like. This isn't about me mm-hmm. because I don't want to feel guilty. This is about what's best for the animal. We, Tommy and I, we used to live in an area where uh, stray dogs were like, I mean, you couldn't walk out your door without seeing one. So we would rescue a lot of them. And there was one, actually, we were living where we live now when we rescued this one. He was a big boy, like a lab pit mix. And we were like, we just can't can't keep him like he's not happy here and like we found uh, a person that has a little literal farm their dog had just passed their kids were like and then they sent us pictures like look uh he's he's so happy and everything same with another dog oh man we named her lady she was real pretty it was right before we rescued kate we've rescued a lot of dogs but like this girl that was like moving to California and wanted to take a dog, like took her and the dog's like running free on the beach and stuff now. So, you know, I think that, um, knowing that like, this is above my, I'm, I'm out of my depth and, and (laughs) giving it to someone else is smart. No, I agree. And especially, uh, you know, if the turtle was in danger due to neglect, you did the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the person that took their roommate's cat, wouldn't it? Oh, this it said the snake release. Am I the asshole? Made me remember my own. Story. Oh yeah, yeah, the snake. I think there was also a cat. Somebody took a a cat. Someone stole a cat. Yes, we from had a, a party or something. Yes, they stole a cat yeah. from a party, and then the person was like, "Whatever, fuck that cat." Meh. And then it's like, yeah. then you're fine because that, that person was I think an asshole. You made the right call. Yeah. yeah, you took the cat. Well, thank you, Savannah, and we hope that the turtle Yurtle, who whatever the turtle's name is, is oh Yurtle living it up. Turtle uh, happily. Myrtle. Yurtle and Myrtle the turtle. Yurtle and Myrtle, and they're like a little couple, like the couple on <laughs> up. And they're like, oh, I love you. Oh, and I they have you. little tiny turtle glasses on With and a little, little tiny gray turtle wig. A little tiny turtle necktie. Like <laughs> a turtleneck. They just call them necks. Shut up. <laughs> Go put so on your cute. neck. <laughs> Go put on your neck. You look so good, Yurtle. You look good, little Myrtle. Little crochet 
like doily to place over Myrtle's back. <laughs> Thank you for my doily. It keeps my shell warm. <laughs> I'm so warm now. <laughs> Cozy doily. Well, Thank you, Savannah, for giving us that gift of Yertle and Myrtle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a children's show airing uh, next we fall. We will be doing the voices because yes. I know that y'all were all super impressed. <laughs> well, this final one is from Aurora. Borealis? That's the one. Oh, wow. This I time was waiting year. for them to email. In this hemisphere. Uh, well, Aurora writes to us. The ruling is final. Well, this final one is from Anonymous. Confused in Texas is the name Uh-oh. she gave. Dear Your Honor, my husband and I cannot agree on what is the front and back pocket on a backpack. I say when wearing a backpack, the pocket facing out is the front pocket. He says that's the back pocket and that the front pocket would be the one that's touching your back. This may seem minor, but it is so annoying to have to clarify when an item is in the front pocket. Well, it's what you call the back pocket. I feel 99.99% certain that I am correct. What do you say? Oh, man. This is a really good one. I'm trying to think. It's like one of those things when someone's like, how do you say a word? And then you're like, oh, well, now I'm thinking about it. So I'm trying to think of how if I was just going to be like, Tommy, go get something out of the front pocket of the backpack, which one I would be referring to. And unfortunately, I think I'm on your husband's side. What? You think it's wrong? What do you... So if I'm wearing a backpack right now... Yeah. Where do you think the front is? The part that's touching my back? For some reason, yes, I do. Are you... This is the same... This is the third thing (laughs) that I have told... Oh, yeah. This is just like the when you move up a meeting. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you and Paris always think the same thing. Go ask Paris. Is he there? Yeah, he's here. Hang on. Babe! This is the first. Will you come here? We're going to have a a guest on. This is the first. I'm just kidding. You're here with Judge Christie. Hello. Okay. Um, I have a question (laughs) to you. If I told you that I was going to put something in the front pocket of my backpack and I'm wearing a backpack, what is the front pocket? So it's the front pocket of your backpack, and you're wearing the backpack. Tell them, read what she said. Uh, okay, I'm going to read or the Or just question. read, like, okay. the differences in the front and the back. This this plaintiff says that her husband thinks that the pocket touching the back okay, yeah. is the front pocket, and uh, then the pocket that you would, you know, maybe put your keys in yeah. is the back pocket. She says that the part touching your back is the back pocket, and the little one in the backpack, you know, the little one that juts out would be yeah. called the front, the front pocket. pocket. If you said my front pocket, I probably would say that it's the one that's the close. Cause like, if you take it off and put it and turn around, that's the first pocket. Okay. So that would be your front pocket. The one touching your back. Clarify the one the, touching your back. No, the opposite. No, the opposite. no yeah, Paris. Like, I, I could see it as like, so wait, cause I could see it as, you take it off, there's the front pocket. But if you put it in your front pocket, because I was originally thinking like, of probably, I don't know what Christy said, but I was thinking like, your front pocket would be that that The one, one touching your back. Thank you. Right. That's what Christy said. Okay. <laughs> so that was your first? That was my first thing. Why are you getting Because you're <laughs> Oh, because I was strong arming you? I'm on the, you're like, on the stand Because you're giving him the like, evil eye, like, oh, you God, know what you need to say. Oh, God, stand. I'm like, oh, man, what do I think? <laughs> but he can't be swayed. He knows the truth. Thank you. You're dismissed from the witness stand. 
Thank you. I think it really is. You know what? I'm going to call Tommy in here. Oh, you should. You call and him Tommy in. always think the same. Call and then I always think. Do you the have same a backpack person. nearby? Um, no, but that's okay. Just do what I did, where you scream, "Babe, come in here! It's an emergency." <laughs> I just texted him. That's so funny, though. But yeah, this is the same thing as when you asked when if somebody says. Our meeting's at three. We need to move it up an hour. In your head, are you thinking, okay, now the meeting is at two or now the meeting is at four? Like if you said we're going to move the meeting up an hour, I would think it's going to be. Isn't that how Tommy phrased it? The difference? I think, so. how people I think that's think what it was. It? And I was like, oh, it's like at three probably. It's like an hour later. So y'all go later and, t- and Paris and I go earlier. Yes, to us, like, moving it up would mean, okay, now the meeting is at 2. And to you and Tommy, that means now the meeting's at 4. I think that's what we... Now I'm confused, though, because we've all talked about it. And I'm like, am I right? But I think that was my initial... Yes, that was my initial assessment. That you texted me, because you and Tommy had this conversation. You texted me and you said, I feel like I'm losing it here. Tommy is saying the opposite <laughs> of what I'm saying. So it, this is a problem, though. Because, yeah, Paris looked at me like, am I wrong? Because he... I. Uh, a wonderful husband who thinks of me as a uh, expert in many things Aww. and will ask my advice on stuff. And so you were also like massaging his arm the whole time. And I don't know if it got more intense when you, he was like, he's like, I feel like I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> I love my husband. He is a mobile person. I mean, he just moves around. And I was like, he has to get close to the microphone. Oh, hold on. Tommy's knocking on the door. Oh, get him. I've locked it. I've but I had to, I was not holding his arm to strong arm him. I was holding his arm so that his mouth would be close to the mic so you all could hear. We've already called Harrison for for his opinion. Okay. Tell him to raise his right hand. <laughs> Come down here. So there, this is a Judge Christie, and the person has written in because her and her husband have a disagreement over what you would call the front pocket on a backpack. So if I'm wearing a backpack, do you think that if someone said, get something out of the front pocket, that refers to the back, the pocket that would be touching my back while wearing it, or the pocket that is like on the outside of the backpack facing out? Outside of the backpack. God damn it! (laughs) See? Wait, so Tommy says... Tommy says what you say. Paris and I... This is the same thing as moving the meeting up. Paris and I always agree. And you, so whatever kind of brains it is, you and Tommy have the same and Paris and I have the same. It worked out. Mm-hmm. Well, I well, think it means the one touching your back for what it's worth. You got to talk it in the mic if you're going to share an opinion. Get down here on the witness stand. <laughs> but there's not always a pocket touching your back, Right. See, here's where he starts bringing in caveats that no one's even considering. The in this scenario, a pocket exists on both the front and the back. Don't start bringing in loopholes. He's shady. See what? I dropped the laptop. I dropped the keyboard. I was laughing so hard. Well, I have to go against our listener and agree with your husband, but Bailiff agrees with the listener, so. But my I have no gavel, though. Final. It's not called Judge Heather. <laughs> nope, I have no gavel. I have no power here.
If you liked what you heard, consider supporting the show on Patreon by clicking the link in the episode description or heading to SinisterHood.com and clicking Patreon in the top banner. Thanks so much for listening and keep it creepy. Sinisterhood.